0: This Baxin O'Brien podcast is brought to you by Gary Thomas and the Wealth Technology Group in Westfield. Where it's not what you make,
1: it's what you keep.
0: Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rockets 534 and the Foo Fighters in Rock 102. Let's do it one more time. Uh, another
1: day, possibly with thunderstorms, even though yesterday wasn't supposed to be the one, and uh, a high of 95 that'll feel like 105. It is already, I don't know, because we don't have
0: any cable. So, hard to say. Uh, we do have home show tickets to give away that's coming up uh, this month also live music for lorraine's another four pack of tickets to be given away later on this morning and a lot of other stuff this morning as well it's 535 rock 102 springfield's classic rock it's 551 and poison on rock 102 uh, another very hot day today with highs going up into the uh, middle
1: 90s and the uh heat ne- heat indexes feeling like it'll be in the low 100s uh, and again, the chance of thunderstorms, not unlike yesterday, even though those were not predicted. Uh, it is 73 in downtown Springfield.
0: Hey, what do you say we hop into mm-hmm. some Hollywood drags with John O'Brien and Brock, what Eveny. Even Eveny.
1: Uh, Britney Spears' father has agreed to step down from that conservatorship he's controlled along with her life and money for 13 years, but his departure is not imminent. James Spears filed legal documents saying that while there are no grounds for his removal, he will step down once an orderly transition can be made. That decision comes after months of public and legal wrangling by his daughter and her new attorney. The lawyer praised the decision but promised to continue a vigorous investigation into the father. Thursday's filing says Spears does not believe that a public battle with his daughter over his continuing service as her conservator would be in her best interest. So, in other words, they're just going to transfer from
0: one conservatorship
1: to the other? Uh, It sounds like it, but I don't know that she has a problem with that. She just wants her father out, but I don't know what I'm leaving, but I don't know when means. His move,
2: similar to Andrew Cuomo's, by the way. Okay, I'll bow out. Different reasons, though. Yes, well, sure.
1: (laughs) Well, but at least Cuomo said, I'll bow out in two weeks. Uh, The father is just saying, yeah, I'll go, but I don't know when. That's like saying, yeah, well, we're going to die, but we don't know when. That'd be like
0: uh, when uh, when George quit his job, but then uh-huh. showed up the following exactly. Monday <laughs> and pretended like he didn't quit the job yeah, at all. And thought thought nobody was going to notice.
1: And it uh, turns out everybody did, including Rick, the boss he hated so much. Rick? Yeah, Rick was the uh, who he ran that real estate agency just yeah. saw that one recently, huh? uh, No, no, actually haven't seen really? it in wow. years. Uh, there's certain things that just stick. Amid the ruckus over the new host of Jeopardy! contestant, uh, Amid the ruckus over the new host of Jeopardy! contestant Matt Amodio has methodically scooped up resounding victories and a place in the Quiz Show's Hall of Fame. The Yale University doctoral candidate in computer science has landed... High on the list of all-time winners with more than $500,000 in prize money. He won a number of games so decisively they were runaways. He says his varied knowledge comes largely from being an avid reader. He takes an analytic approach to the show, always replying what is to all questions and making big bets only if they won't affect his playing another
2: day. By the way, the uh, word Amodio, which is his last name, I checked it, it's Italian, for one whom God loves. I thought it it was
0: something you spray after you go to the bathroom. It's ammonium. I I thought it was a moving company. No, that's...
1: uh, It's Amodio. Amodio. Actually, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's funny how, uh, so one of the big winners, you know, the thing about all the big winners and how everybody Mm. knew their name. They were talked about for weeks when Alex Trebek was alive. Now that he's dead... You become a big winner on Jeopardy.
2: eh, Who cares well, it, anymore? It, it
0: used to be the only thing you could focus on was the winner. Mm-hmm. Now everyone's so focused on who's going to replace Alex Trebek didn't. Yeah. no one's paying attention to the game. They just want
2: to know who's next. Well, yeah, it's amazing though the transformation this game has enjoyed. You know, it was on its deathbed, I think. Back in the I don't know, what am I going to say, the 80s, people thought it was your old grandfather's game. Everybody loves it now. Yeah, well they get well they gave it a fresh look. Yes. Yeah, you know,
0: Trebek comes on, and then know. he's on his deathbed. He's on his deathbed,
2: right? New now graphics. He, uh, you know, the the theme song was juiced up a little bit. You know, it used to
0: be, and I don't. Uh, I'm sure you remember this. When if you were a quizmaster mm. for a show. That was like the lowest form of right. entry work yeah. you can get in television. Sure. Yep. Now look at it.
2: Back when Art Fleming was the host of Jeopardy, right? Right. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh,
1: the Walt Disney Company swung to a profit in its most recent quarter as reopened parks provided a revenue bounce. Uh, revenue in the parks and products division surged uh, from $1.1 billion a year ago to $4.3 billion now as the parks closed last year were opened up for all or part of this year's quarter. Yeah, well, you know, when you charge over $150 for a ticket, it's probably... then take away all of the limitations of the number of people who are allowed in.
0: It's not surprising you'd make a profit. I heard the biggest problem was trying to lure Mickey back into the park because of those stimulus checks. He didn't think he'd have to go back. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, half of those Disney characters
1: have COVID anyway. Overall revenue climbed 45% as the company swung to a profit... From a loss, they ended the quarter. Ended the quarter with Disney Plus survi- Disney Plus subscribers increasing by 116 million dollars. No word on the Disney Plus survivors. Uh, there's no word on that. I think those are the
0: ones that that survived that uh, that seven day free trial.
1: Yeah. I uh, what did I do last night? Um, oh, I watched the rest of uh, White Boy Rick. On uh, Netflix, very uh, very interesting idea that a fourteen-year-old was a supposed drug kingpin in Detroit, Michigan. Nah, yeah, no, I haven't seen that one. It's uh, it's interesting, Four- but it's a little uh, seventeen. I'm sorry, seventeen. No, I am gonna say fourteen's a little no. young for the drug trade. Fourteen is when he became an FBI informant. Seventeen is when he became a drug kingpin.
0: You know, when I was 17, it was a very good year.
1: Yeah, but it had man. nothing to do nothing. with any of that stuff. <laughs> All that. right,
2: thanks, Sinatra.
0: A, uh,
1: a Los Angeles judge has once again rejected one of 11 sexual assault counts in an indictment of Harvey Weinstein. The judge first dismissed the count of sexual battery by restraint two weeks ago, saying it was too old and outside the statute of limitations. And she allowed the DA's office to amend the allegation. But yesterday, she rejected it again. Uh, Weinstein is pleaded not guilty to the other 10 counts, the 69-year-old former movie mogul and convicted rapist serving a 23-year sentence in New York when he was extradited to L.A.
0: last month. I yeah. would like to have somebody explain to me how uh, rape has a statute of limitations. Unfortunately, most sexual assaults yeah. do. No, I understand that. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I would like someone to explain why that is it's still an egregious crime mm-hmm. well and you have lots of uh you know victims mm-hmm. still suffering the scars of those attacks true but you have
1: cloudier memories and less access to evidence and the possibility of due process kind of diminishes a little bit over time so i don't i don't know and tony bennett has canceled his upcoming tour dates I'm sure the 95-year-old will reschedule. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah! Another, he'll he'll make a comeback. Yeah. Hold on to your tickets. 2022 is right around the corner. That's your Hollywood trash at Rock 102.
2: The Rumble Seat wanted to do something special for a third shifter. Apply. See Walgreens.com for details. <laughs>
0: And now, Bax's View from the Couch,
2: brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Grills, grills, grills. Weber, Big Green Egg, and Traeger Fired Grills.
0: Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Hey, remember when the Patriots used to have this quarterback? Gosh, what was his name? Tom something. Anyway, does anybody remember that guy's first appearance in a Patriots preseason game? Neither do I. In fact, nobody does. Part of that is due to the fact that it was 21 years ago. The other part is that nobody really cares about preseason stats. And then there's the part when you realize that this Tom fella, if he were any good in the preseason back in 2000, that maybe we'd still be talking about it. One thing is for sure. I don't recall any of us watching a rookie quarterback taken in the sixth round of the draft play better than Mac Jones did last night in his first Patriots preseason game. Yes, Mac Jones, the two-time college football champion, 22-year-old first-round draft pick out of Alabama, took over for Cam Newton last night as the Patriots beat Washington in the preseason opener 22-13. And all I can say is this, the kid looked solid. He looked poised. He didn't look like a cocky pretty boy fueled with anger because he was the 199th player picked in the draft. Instead, Mac Jones looked like the kind of young man who landed 13 completions of a 19 attempts for 87 yards. Did he blow stuff up last night with that sort of performance? Hell no, but what he did show is loads of potential. Potential that you could not have possibly seen from that one guy 21 years ago. Now, having said all that, it would be a mistake to impose that kind of pressure on Mac Jones to play as well as that other guy, What's his face. But considering how desperate Patriots fans are to get this team back on track. It was still a moderately encouraging preseason performance. So hopefully, by the time that Cam Newton gets benched this season, Mac Jones will be ready to rip. Until that happens, this is the sort of platooning you can expect for the next two weeks, including their next meaningless preseason game against the Philadelphia Eagles. Will the Patriots be ready for that one? You bet. Will you be ready to handle the excitement of watching the kid develop during games that don't really matter? Well, I guess that'll be up to you. But hey, and of my Yappin's sports brought to you by Rockies Ace Hardware. You know, it might snow pretty soon, believe it or not. Maybe not this weekend, but this weekend you could go to Rockies and get yourself an air and snowblower, tax-free, or an Ego Electric lawnmower, tax-free, a steel chainsaw. They're already able and willing to not charge you sales tax this weekend at your neighborhood Rockies Ace Hardware. I'm back. So that's my view from the couch.
2: Rock 102,
0: Springfield's Classic Rock. Rock. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 613, and ACDC in Rock 102.
1: So, uh, another day, not unlike the last few, that is going to be very, very hot, very, very humid, and possibly very, very wet. Uh, the chance of thunderstorms, showers of thunderstorms, and we're telling you that. Yesterday, we were not. Yesterday, we said today we'd have a chance of showers of thunderstorms, but we didn't say it yesterday because it wasn't in the forecast. And yet, so... I'm uh, doing almost nothing all day except sitting out on the deck reading. And then I'm like, eh, you know, maybe I'll go down to the Stern Square concerts uh, for like (sighs) 7 o'clock. And uh, I step inside the house for a few minutes to grab something to eat at 4. And then I realize how dark it is. And then I step outside and I'm like, oh my God, we're going to. And then I look at the Weather Channel and it's like, we're going to get nailed. And I contact somebody to say, have you canceled the concert yet? And they're like, "We're gonna wait till the <laughs> see. This is supposed to pass fast." Uh-huh. He says. Yeah. So uh, I'm like, "Okay, well, let me know because I'm not leaving my house until it's over." And then uh, at like uh, six fifty, uh, I get I get a text saying, "It's canceled. They're worried about the equipment." And at six fifty five the sun comes out.
0: Yeah, I know. that's <laughs> It's
1: absolutely beautiful. That's the way it always is.
0: <laughs> but you know, uh I mean I was watching the weather uh also and like you know, like like around midday there there was like an increased percentage uh-huh. of uh of a storm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like with the with the weather being as humid and as hot as it is. I mean these things just pop up. Yeah. And yep. uh, you know, there's moderately unexpected, but
2: Mm-hmm. It was a noisy little thing, wasn't it? Well, it was big thing where I was in your former stomping grounds. I live in Enfield, John, yep. and uh, five hours without power in Enfield last night. About three or four thousand of us there.
1: Boy, I'll tell you, we uh, we never lose power in Chicopee. Um, we do, and we have here in East Longmeadow uh, lost cable. So uh, I'm watching. You got to tap the box a little bit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fonz. I'm watching the 22's news on the phone which is live, which means you can't pause it or rewind it or or really do anything with it. But I'm in the other room uh, watching a few minutes ago. I just I don't get people. I really don't. There, so the, the, the I-team is doing a story about the vaccine. And, you know, everywhere you turn, and God knows there are people who just don't believe science and don't believe facts. Those are not the people I'm going to talk to because – I'd prefer to talk with people who are reasonable. Um, And there are those. And you are their leader. Exactly. And there are those who just say, no matter what, it doesn't matter. I'm not getting this. They're interviewing a father. uh, And 22 does all their interviews outside of the bookstore uh, over at Hoyle Crossing. So they're standing there talking to this father about uh, getting a vaccine. Uh, They're talking about children, the, the, the risk to children. Who are too young to get the vaccine? You ever heard the uh, you ever heard the uh, study about lying and uh, and body expression? No, that uh, supposedly when someone touches their face when they're speaking. It's,
0: it's a lie. Yeah, there's, a, there's a great uh, TV series about that with Tim Roth called Lie to Me. Did yeah, you watch
1: any of that? I think, yeah, I think I did. Very good. Um, um, when I
0: touch my face when I'm talking, it's usually because my
1: face is itchy. Well, not necessarily. So they're talking <laughs> to this guy, and he's standing there saying about how worried he is for his children because they're under 12, but he hasn't gotten the vaccine because he's not sure— about it yet but he's still going to go home every day mm-hmm. to his children under 12 and by the way he tells Don Shipman uh, I am going to get the vaccine in the very 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 near future
2: while as s- he's stroking running, yeah, as he's yeah, he's running right. his
0: finger down across his temple to his cheek so, yep. he's, so he's worried about the same kinds of scientists that were able to eradicate oh I don't know smallpox for example using science yes and, and vaccinations right
1: but more importantly he's worried about the children he's living with and he's not getting the vaccine yet they can't he <laughs> can they can't and he's going home every day well why should
0: he enjoy all the fun yeah there was, uh, there was, a, there was a story that came out uh, this week and like i uh, i'm sorry to say i don't remember the uh, the player what team he was on but uh this is a uh, an nfl player lamar who- jackson Lamar Jackson, quarterback got, for the Ravens, who has gotten COVID twice, mm-hmm. and still isn't convinced that uh, he should get vaccinated. He's had it twice, yep,
2: yeah, and still doesn't think uh, that it's safe. There are a number of NFL players who are resisting, and I know, yeah, yeah he'll, Roger he'll, Goodell is trying to make it so everybody is vaccinated. You'll play a sport in which you have a high percentage of
0: a life-threatening CTE injury, right? But you won't take a vaccination that could save your life. Yeah. I, I explain just, explain the logic behind that when science supports that's both things. That's the problem. There is
1: no logic involved in most of this. But I mean, you know, to to stand there and say I'm worried about my children and yet I'll go home every day without getting the vaccine myself. I just, uh, I I don't get it.
2: They say another telltale sign of lying, by the way, is when you're asked a question and then you look, you glance upward with your eyes Mm -hmm. to the left or to the right. I think one means you're lying and trying to access the creative portion of your brain to come up with a lie, and the other means you're just trying to remember, period. Mm. Right.
1: I I, I don't know uh, which is the creative side of my brain. I (laughs) I don't know that anyone knows yet. But... uh, (laughs) We're all waiting for that one to pop up, but yeah, it got uh, it got pretty nasty last night. Um, I, I'm I, I was just looking at twenty two a moment ago because again, you can't pause it, uh, and we don't have cable, so I'm not really aware of the kind of damage that's out there. I haven't seen anything about road closures or uh, anything being. In, put into an emergency situation because of anything down from the storm.
0: I uh, was on the uh, the for whatever when I moved to hand and somebody said, "Oh, where do you see all the power outages you have?" Oh uh, yeah, I didn't. It's one plug. Yeah, but I, I've I we rarely had any power outage that lasted more than like a handful of minutes. Mm. And and during last night's storm, nothing. We had a power on the entire time. But so I'm on my phone and I'm going through uh, the social medias. And there's people, and, this, and I don't know if you if you notice this, but it it's happening a lot. That whenever there's a storm and it's a big one, there are people who naturally assume a tornado is coming, right? Simply because of what we you yeah. know went through many years ago, many years ago. Well, once we're now at the point where ten years ago, yeah, it's it was been ten years. Yeah. So people are. Uh, are you know, on social media I, I think there's going to be a tornado mm. looks like a tornado i mean well, any, anytime like the sky is discolored because of a storm we just we leap at this assumption that it's a tornado well you know i tell you i like i said i was sitting
1: out on the deck and after i came outside from having stepped inside for a few minutes to eat i was surprised i had not been looking at the forecast throughout the afternoon i had not seen the change in percentages So all of a sudden I see how dark it is and I'm like, oh, this is, uh, this, that's when I looked at the radar and saw how close it was to the West. And I'll be honest, within seconds, I have a a, a big palm tree that I have moved outside onto my uh, patio table. So it would get sun and get rain since it never stopped raining in July. And now it seems to have stopped until yesterday. Um, so I, As soon as the wind started, I realized that plant has to come in because even with the pot underneath it and the earth in it, this wind is pretty bad. And for one brief second, I kind of thought, well, I looked at the Weather Channel website to see if it changed from thunderstorm warning to tornado warning just for a second. Because I thought I thought the same thing,
0: but isn't it weird that we that we do? I mean, prior to 2011, yeah. none of us ever thought a tornado was going to come around here. We just like yeah. that, it hadn't happened in in well, a couple of generations. No, no, no. In 1978,
1: you had that one that hit through Windsor Locks and Enfield. Windsor um, Locks and Enfield—that's miles away. Uh-huh. A lot of damage
2: at Bradley uh, that time. Uh, uh, I thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The
1: guy I I went to high school with was the only one seriously injured in the whole thing. Um, But, I mean, it's happened before, but it wasn't one of those things where after that, you thought about it every time it got dark and windy. No, and now you do.
2: Well, sooner or later, somebody's going to be right. There's a movie called Take Shelter with Michael Shannon. And he's kind of a nut job, anyway. I think he's Boardwalk Empire. Is that right? I think right? so. Michael Shannon. Anyway, he thinks a storm is coming, a major storm, and he keeps telling the people in the town. Nobody believes him. Well, I hell, won't give Michael- away. I won't give away what happens and take shelter. But I'm saying sooner or later, you're going to be right. Well, if it's in the movies, then yeah, you know, <laughs> right, right.
0: Yeah, well, I, 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 I don't, I, I don't, I don't jump to that conclusion unless I see notifications bursting on my phone saying there's a tornado coming. I get scared every time I hear "Give me shelter." And that's at least four times a week it's that altamont uh, ptsd uh, yeah, thing you got right you got that right <laughs> it's 623 with Baxen o'brien and dave coombs from laser 993 and rock 102 hello massachusetts switching to geico is a good com slash new dash events it's 628 with Baxen o'brien and uh, dave coombs from laser 993 and rock 102
1: uh, another hot one today gonna feel like it's in the 100s and there may be some showers or thunderstorms but it better not stop uh uh, trailer trash at an MGM tonight. Uh, what time do they, uh, they hit in the plaza? 730. Uh, this is the, this is the problem with these shows. They have to be done at nine. I told you, I saw, uh, LA backstage pass a couple of weeks ago. They don't start till 730. It's an hour and a half show. By the time you're really getting into it, it's over.
2: Well... I'm looking at the hourlies right now, and it, it doesn't really look, I mean, 15%. Yeah, that's now. In No, no. I'm talking about late afternoon. No, three. I
1: know. But that's now. Look again at oh, noon. Oh, well, yeah, right. And it, that's it, when it, it'll change. Yeah, it
0: could. You know, it's a, it's a Friday. Mm-hmm. It seems to me, if you're going to go uh, at 9 o'clock... You probably have another hour, an hour and a half before people are really starting to turn in for the night on a Friday night. Yeah, I know. By I, the way, it's not just a Friday;
2: it is Friday the thirteenth. Not well, to get anybody yeah, freaked out. Yeah, but yeah,
0: yeah, don't worry yeah. about that. I mean, what's what's the what's the worst that can happen on a Friday the thirteenth? But it was
1: it would, The problem was, if we remember back, it was the people who lived near MGM that were complaining because it used to be the concerts did go until ten o'clock and uh and and people complained and the city council said okay well we'll change it and make it nine which all right if that's what you have to do you have to do but start it earlier don't
0: don't I, I know you can't change the end yeah, but even change if the beginning even if you started it at six you know at seven at seven or six thirty and not, by nine o'clock you're going well now what do I do for the rest
2: yeah. of the night <laughs>
1: well you can go find something else to do but I mean to do the whole thing of a setup for the band and then have to break it down again an hour and a half later I know Paying the ass. Seems silly. Let's laugh.
2: Tell me. Tell me what's fun. It's Bax and O'Brien's
0: joke of the day. Well, it's nice to find a fellow with a keen sense of humor on Rock 102. Joke of the day brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Get three years complimentary maintenance at Gary Rome Hyundai. Wedding Farms Road in Holyoke, and that's no joke.
1: Oh my God. That is
2: hilarious Springfield's classic rock
1: a young couple is uh, holding hands as they walk through a nudist colony yes and uh, and he says to her he says why is it when I tell you I love you you always lower your eyes and she says uh, kind of shyly she says well I want to see if it's true <laughs> <laughs> you see she's looking down because he's nude and she thinks that
0: yeah uh, <laughs> 6.33 with Backson O'Brien at Rock 102. It's time for news. Filling in for Steve today is Dave Coombs from Laser 99.3.
2: So severe thunderstorms, we've spoken about it already, swept across Massachusetts and also parts of northern Connecticut, causing isolated power outages. About 22,000 customers were impacted with high concentrations in Westfield, West Hampton, South Hampton, and East Hampton also, and field without power for roughly five hours last night. I can speak to that. It's a shame when uh,
1: the Hamptons get hit like that in the middle of the summer. Big, uh, big vacation area out there.
2: I don't know if it's the
0: same Hamptons.
1: Uh, it's, it's probably not. I'm sure this is more like the AAA of the Hamptons. It's our Hamptons. Yeah, What so counts. They are uh, 22 News is showing some uh, trees down in uh, Holyoke. Um, it looks like it looks like uh, that's what Katrina Kincaid is actually doing live from. It looks like Holyoke took the brunt of it, um, or that's just where that's they just, sent a truck this morning mm-hmm. that's just what
2: holyoke looks <laughs> yeah. like uh well you're worried about tornadoes before their backs how about an asteroid hitting the earth there are new odds on that occurring an asteroid the size of the empire state building slamming into earth well it's becoming more and more of a possibility according to nasa the odds of that asteroid named Bennu colliding with our planet have gone up from 1 in 2,700 to 1 in 1,700, although we have nothing to fear until at least 2,135. We have nothing to fear until it hits. Right. When they, when they
1: say uh, the size of the Empire State Building, do they mean that it's shaped that way, too? Is there like a spire at the top of it? Is uh, Is there a very
0: large ape swatting (laughs) planes
2: down? An observation deck on top Uh, of the asteroid.
1: Yeah. I mean, uh, (laughs) how how do they pick certain things to say it's this size?
2: Yeah, good question. I guess maybe it's the square footage of the Empire State Building, perhaps? Uh,
1: I mean, yeah, like sometimes... Uh, when they're showing those fires uh, out west the other night, I think they were like, uh, this particular fire is half the size of the state of Rhode Island. And then they show you a map of Rhode Island so that you will understand the kind of square mileage we're talking about, I guess. Uh, You wouldn't know Mm -hmm. unless you saw a map of Rhode Island.
0: Of course, most people in America have no real understanding of the size of Rhode Island. That's why they show the map. But it means nothing to them.
1: Well, but it does when they see the map. They're like, oh, oh, that's
2: how big it is. Now I get it. Bennu, by the way, the name of that asteroid, is Egyptian and means eagle. If anyone cares, but is this uh, is this
1: your thing now? Uh, telling us what uh, words mean in other languages? I saw the word Benno, um, and I thought, you know, and "emodio." I'm,
2: I'm going to look it up. <laughs> I am the Cliff Clavin. I <laughs> you know, like to I'll educate that, himself. Exactly what's right. Wrong with that? Hey, everybody needs a hook. <laughs> <laughs> hey, there are new numbers out with the census. City of Springfield gained population. According to these all-important numbers that were released yesterday, the city of Springfield now has 155,929 souls. Hampton County as a whole grew about a half a percentage point. Even during a pandemic. Yeah. Holyoke lost population. Not a surprise, I guess. Chicopee, John, grew slightly. Uh-huh. Westfield shrank a little bit. Hampshire County's population was up almost 3%. Northampton grew by about a thousand people. Franklin County shrank by a half a percentage point. Green- oh, Ham-
1: Hampshire County went up because, again, you know the Hamptons, <laughs> a lot of people. Out yeah, there right. For the love to, to get
0: Vacations. away from it all. Yeah.
2: Uh, Greenfield growing slightly. Berkshire County shrank by almost two percent, while Boston grew by more than nine percent. Wow! Over the course of the last census.
0: I mean, yeah, it's during a pandemic, but I mean, you look at house sales. I mean, mm. houses aren't staying on the market for very long. They're getting all swept up, so people are moving into those properties. Mm-hmm. You know, even even in a pandemic. Because yeah, but how many
1: people are moving from one county to another? It happens. Eh, I suppose it just doesn't seem like it would happen enough to actually cause a noticeable increase in
0: population well, you're size. talking like in boston that nine percent that's pretty high mm. that may be because people are being you know they're finding work in boston or mm-hmm. or whatever i mean to live in boston ain't, ain't exactly and, cheap
1: and it's also possible the people the numbers going up in places like franklin and hampshire county are because people who work in boston are working remotely
0: sure and but, they're getting nicer houses but dave what was the percentage you said of Hampden county
2: Hampden county grew just over half a percentage
0: point. All right, so you're not talking about large percentage points. No. I mean enough enough to be statistically relevant, but when the the fact, the matter is it's it's not so big that uh that it's you know, it's everyone's all squeezed in tight like a like a sardine can, but it's it's a it's a positive growth. I think a lot of that has
2: to do with with the the housing market. The 9% bump in Boston could be simply due to pro athletes having babies out of wedlock, who knows?
0: Oh, I would well, I wouldn't have jumped on that one, but yeah, it's a, that's a possibility. In Chicopee. You know, lock, lockdowns
2: can be very productive. <laughs> in one way, I guess. In John Stomping Ground or Chicopee, the River Mills Senior Center has some problems. Director Sherry Maniak has been placed on leave while city officials examine an allegation post against her. Shane Brooks, the city council president, Chickabee, would not release any info about the allegation, saying the city cannot legally discuss personnel matters and she has a right to privacy
1: can you also not legally tell me the dates of the festival because i asked shane for that three days ago. i remember
2: I you saying that haven't, right yeah, haven't heard it. he's yet. full of non-information yeah. isn't he yeah. uh brooks also said that uh if the leave he would not say whether the leave was paid or unpaid and while she is on leave, Holly Angelo, the Assistant Director of the River Mill Senior Center, is overseeing operations. Why are you going to Shane Brooks for information? Hasn't he proven time and time again <laughs> yep. he's not good for
0: it? He
1: is. He is. It's. I know it's It's the very definition of insanity. I mean, we we, we do
0: know the organizers of that event. I mean, uh, yeah, but... Uh, probably get more relevant information from them than Shane Brooks. Well, uh, you know, you'd think...
1: Uh, and the only reason I even think it's happening is because we're running a commercial that says something about the festival. Otherwise, I wouldn't be surprised if they had canceled it because of the surge of, uh, of COVID. But uh, Brooks oversees Brooks oversees the senior center director because the mayor has a conflict of interest because the mayor and uh, the person who is now on leave used to date.
2: Mm, so, really?
1: Yeah, yeah. View has a long term. View has a conflict of interest because he and Man- Maniac. Were uh, involved in a long-term relationship. How what a kick
0: in the head that must be! Yeah. All your former relationships now under scrutiny for, you know, yeah, for conflict of interest uh, reasons. I wouldn't that say don't... all of them. It's uh, it's just one of them. I, I'm just saying, like in our own lives. I mean, nah, I, I can't they're... even can't even imagine.
2: I did not have sex with that woman.
0: Yeah, yeah, no. Well, yeah, actually, I did. We were <laughs> together for a long time. What do you want from me? But that doesn't mean we can't act professionally in a uh, in a certain setting.
2: So, what do you think the indiscretions were with Ms. Maniac? Financial, interpersonal. Oh, what do we think? No idea. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, we'll follow that one. Meantime, city administrators and city councilors in Springfield agreed yesterday that the public. And the public's input is critical as Springfield decides how to spend millions of dollars in federal COVID-19 recovery funds. Those people agreeing that uh, the public needs to be kept in the loop on expenditures and plans call for a, quote, community listening session starting in September and October.
0: Will they be bringing in a bunch of people into an enclosed space so they can spread their Potential uh, COVID germs all over each nah, other as they're doing this. They'll, they'll probably be wearing masks, right? Why they'll not? probably
1: do it on Zoom, mm-hmm. but I would like to suggest a gigantic block party.
0: <laughs> that would be good. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: That o- would outside, be outside, relatively socially distanced, and maybe uh,
2: trailer trash could be life. All right. Well, people would probably listen better in the community if they were imbibing in some beers while well. mm-hmm. Enjoying trailer trash. Who knows? Speaking of uh,
0: Zoom meetings, I was in one last night with almost 300 people. Wow. 300 people. How does
2: that work? I mean,
0: you can't- uh, you, you, you're, you have to scroll through all like 10 pages of uh, 30 of, people of 30 people. Or do you each. see a
2: mosaic in front well, of you? Well, you
0: see a, like- a mosaic through each page. I mean, you know, thankfully, only the people on the front page were talking. By the way,
1: uh, mosaic is uh, French for uh, – <laughs> I don't even know what it means in English, actually.
2: Well, thanks for getting into the spirit of my <laughs> yeah. my, my latest hobby. Yeah. I appreciate that. Hey, Duncan is giving away two tickets to a Patriots game if you're a resident of Franklin, Hampshire, or Hamden County. It's part of the Duncan Forever New England kickoff sweepstakes. According to Duncan's Facebook page, what you do is you nominate somebody who gives the best pregame pep talk. Could be a local coach, could be a mom or dad or somebody like that, and you tag them with the hashtag Duncan kickoff sweepstakes for the chance to win two tickets to a Patriots home game and more. Can you self nominate? I would imagine. The part that's interesting to me, the post is visible only to those who are recognized by their device to be in Franklin, Hampshire, or Hampton County. So again, this is more Big Brother going on here. They know exactly oh, no, no, who it That is. You'd be surprised
0: how many companies do like what's known as geofencing, yeah. which is basically you are limiting your reach to certain geographical areas mm. and nothing beyond it. Well, as far as uh, pre-game uh, speeches are concerned, mm-hmm.
1: my guess is uh, remember we were talking earlier this week about these two basketball coach, high school basketball coaches who were arrested for murder yeah. because uh, a, a member of the team died from heat exhaustion? I was, uh, I was reading about this more later that day, and um, the county district attorney asked why she chose the murder charge. She said it's It's second-degree murder, so it's based on negligence, not malice. And uh, uh, according to the—however, though, it is the first time ever coaches— I don't know if they mean in the state or in the county or in the country. It's the first time coaches have been charged with the death of of an athlete due to negligence. So what you're
0: telling me is they're not going to be eligible for those free Patriots. Dance. They probably will not. Yeah. Even if they are yeah. in
2: Franklin, Hampshire or Hamden County. No, I
0: mean, yeah. you know, obviously there's, there's some restrictions.
1: And I, and I had wondered about this. They said in an autopsy they determined that there were no pre-existing conditions. Um, and it was, it was the coach's first day on the job. And also the girl who died's first day of practice. Jesus. Sam. So yeah that sucks.
2: The Duncan kickoff sweepstakes for Pat's home game tickets began yesterday and ends right before midnight on August 16th, which is Monday. So if you want to get in on it, you got to have in a Facebook account and you got to go nominate somebody on that uh, Duncan hashtag. And uh, ihop just announced they're adding beer, wine and champagne to their menus at some locations only about a dozen. Doing it right away. But if all goes well, according to IHOP, they eventually want to do it at most of their restaurants in the U.S. Now, they won't be offering liquor because (laughs) they don't want it to feel like a bar at IHOP. Yeah,
0: You usually drink champagne uh, out of celebration, usually. Mm Mm-hmm. I know of no way to really celebrate life in an IHOP. You know, to me, that's always going to be the last resort. You can, uh, you can offer
1: beer, wine, champagne, cannabis, uh, hallucinogenics. I'm still not going to an IHOP. Like,
0: Look at us. We've got so much to be happy for.
2: Yeah. I'll have. <laughs> no, thanks. I'm going to Denny's. <laughs> Give me that Belgian waffle and a Blue Moon, please. That's it. Uh, the beers they're adding are Blue Moon, Bud Light, and Corona. The two champagnes are Barefoot Bubbly Brut and Barefoot Bubbly Chardonnay, and a red wine, Barefoot Cabernet.
1: And yet, you cannot go into an IHOP barefoot. That's true. Yeah,
0: that's yeah. true. But you can drink the Barefoot. By the way, um, what uh, what sort of wine pairs with <laughs> inadequate breakfast <laughs> foods? Something in a box. <laughs> Well, I don't know about what? that, but... You know, <laughs> that's a little too sophisticated for an IOP.
1: No, I mean
2: a, a like an Amazon box. Gotcha. But but beer's a shoebox. Uh, Be- beer's pair nice with bacon. We know that. That, uh, that uh, event's uh, coming up soon, uh, that's right? That's true. That is true. The National Weather Service still has that excessive heat watch in effect until 8 o'clock tonight. Max temperatures could reach into the mid to high 90s. I'm Dave Coombs filling in for Steve Nagel with Hall of Famers. Bax O'Brien on Rock 102.
1: Hey, Bax, let's talk about two true icons.
0: Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 6.55 in U2 in Rock 102. Uh, another day like uh, the last few. Very hot,
1: very humid, and possibly uh, very thundery. But uh, they are saying this time that if we do get the thunderstorms, they won't be until tonight. So maybe it will be. After the nine o'clock ending of the uh, of the trailer trash concert at MGM Maybe that'll be the saving grace for ending so early
0: All right, let me ask you a very important question Uh, Are you ready? uh Good enough Ladies and gentlemen, please join me as we welcome John O'Brien's America The following was cut and
1: pasted because I'm languishing Languishing is the neglected middle child of mental health that can dull your motivation and focus, and is believed to be the dominant emotion of 2021. Friends mentioned that they were having trouble concentrating. Colleagues reporting that even with vaccines on the horizon, we're not excited about 2021. We just felt somewhat joyless and aimless. Languishing is a sense of stagnation and emptiness. It feels as if you're muddling through your days, looking at your life through a foggy windshield and it might be the dominant emotion of the year as many people are struggling with the emotional long haul of the pandemic it's hit some of us unprepared as the intense fear and grief of last year faded as the pandemic has dragged on and the acute state of anguish has given way to a chronic condition of languish languish in psychology we think about mental health on a spectrum from depression to flourishing flourishing being the peak of well-being Languishing is the void between depression and flourishing, the absence of well-being. You're not functioning at full capacity. Languishing dulls your motivation, disrupts your ability to focus, and triples the odds that you'll cut back on work. It appears to be more common than major depression, and in some ways it may be a bigger risk factor for mental illness. Part of the danger is that when you're languishing, you may not notice the dulling of delight or the dwindling of drive You don't catch yourself slipping slowly into solitude. You're indifferent to your indifference. When you can't see your own suffering, you don't seek help or even do that much to help yourself. Although we haven't faced a pandemic before, most of us have faced loss. It helps us crystallize lessons from our own past resilience and gain confidence in our ability to face present adversity. We still have a lot to learn about what causes languishing and how to cure it, but naming it is a good first step. It could remind us that we're not alone. Languishing is common and it's shared. When you add languishing to your lexicon, you start to notice it all around you. And by acknowledging that so many of us are languishing, we can start giving voice to quiet despair and lighting a path out of the void. This has been John O'Brien's America, an America where I feel languishing is actually what makes us the United States. Thank you. The
0: views expressed in John O'Brien's America are all about the dulling of delight. Thank you. And now,
2: Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Grills, grills, grills. Weber, Big Green Egg, and Traeger wood-fired Grills.
0: Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, I don't know about you, but I don't really like when people filling around with my stuff. I don't particularly like it when people touch my drum set. I don't like people playing around on my phone. I don't really care for people eating food off my plate with their greasy little mitts and their filthy little mouths. Having said that, if I were an Olympic athlete and somebody wanted to play around with my gold medal, I would tell them to get their own gold medal and leave mine alone. Sadly, not everybody has these sorts of important stipulations in their lives, and so when bad things happen, you have to expect there to be consequences. This week, Japanese Olympic gold medalist Miyugato will have her gold medal replaced following a mishap during the hometown celebration in her city of Nagoya. According to uh, news sources, many of them, the medal will be replaced at the after the city's mayor, Takashi Kamamura, thought it would be hilarious to take her gold medal and bite it. You know, to prove that it's real. Because that old gag never stops being funny, no matter how many millions of times it's been done. And while the medal, which was won for women's softball, was technically not damaged, the mayor intentionally flouted the city's COVID protocols. He's also under fire for disrespecting Gato's Olympic achievements. And so, Gato will receive a brand new medal in its place. Now, just so you... No, based upon the current trading value of a precious commodity like gold, an Olympic gold medal should run you no less than $820. So, to have your elected official grab your medal like a prop comic and place it in their mouths is a very expensive sight gag and not one that I would perform myself. Never mind the COVID protocols, I'm just not sure where that gold medal has been or how many people have touched it. There are all kinds of potentially uh, difficult bacterial threats out there, and I don't particularly care to contract any of them, even if putting in my mouth really gets a big laugh. But send me an $820 bill, you'd be surprised how fast I stop laughing. The bottom line is don't put trophies, awards, or commemorative medallions in your mouth, because people will be laughing at you, not with you, and no one needs to see that. But hey, an my app and sports brought to you by Rockies Ace Hardware. Pull Rockies August sales flyer off your phone or computers loaded with bargains like the four-buck tool sale or the DeWalt $100 deals. Every month there's a new Rockies flyer jam-packed with savings, and it's always at your fingertips at rockies.com. I'm back, so that's my view from the couch.
2: Rock 102,
0: Springfield's Classic, classic. Rock. Frank Hill's Classic Rock at 713 and the Beatles on Rock 102. Another hot one. Could be
1: another stormy one. It'll definitely be another uncomfortable one with uh, temperatures around ninety-four, ninety-five, uh heat indices over one hundred. I can't I can't that's a hard word to say. I believe I I prefer to say index. I don't know when it changed to indices. I don't know.
0: Some some snobby smart ass. Would try to yeah. add indices. I, I think it's a different word, but I don't. I don't get the it's like, difference. Uh, it's like processes. Yeah, you know, I wouldn't say yeah. process. I'd say like a series of processes. I, I, I'm I'm good with that.
1: But that's it's it's spelled the same way. Processes and processes are spelled. Indexes and indices have different spellings.
2: I, I don't. I don't get it. I got a buddy who's in disease right now. He's just yeah. telling you about it. Yeah. He's got some sort of weird thing he brought back from Costa Rica.
1: Well, there's a lot of people who bring back weird things from Costa Rica. Mm -hmm. Um, So there were a lot of cities and towns in Massachusetts because of COVID who postponed their fireworks from the 4th of July. Right. Thankfully, Springfield was not one of them. Uh, We went ahead and did it and did it, as far as I know, safely. I don't remember reading about any kind of surges uh, a week or two after the fireworks. The cities and towns that rescheduled them said we are not rescheduling them again despite this recent surge. Some cities and towns that postponed it say they are going to have them this year. Uh, As some of those dates are approaching, while the Delta variant cases are increasing, they say not again. At this time, we are moving forward with our fireworks on August 14th, said the uh, Northbridge Fire Department. We've been in touch with the Board of Health. We are paying attention to the CDC and the Massachusetts health guidelines, but we are going to have them this weekend. More than 15 cities and towns in Massachusetts imposed mask mandates or advisories, including Cambridge, Salem, and Northampton. Uh, None of those, however, are planning firework events. Um, None of the ones planning the firework events have a mask mandate. Uh, So that was a a little bit. A little bit backwards, right? Um, Warren's fireworks will happen at uh, on August twenty eighth. Man, you North
0: you, Warren uh-huh. Northbridge. You're talking about major oh, displays.
1: Hey, I haven't gotten to the biggest one now. Where? Where originally planned to have theirs on uh, August first. Then they changed it to August fourteenth, which is of course tomorrow. Um, something else. That was postponed and is going to happen. It will happen next weekend. The world's largest pancake breakfast. They say they are going to go ahead with this. Bay state health and caring health center with the support of the department of public health and human services in Springfield will also be providing vaccines at the pancake
2: breakfast. At the IHOP with booze too?
0: No, no, no. Ah, damn. Do, do you uh do you get the do you get the vaccine before or after the pancakes? I'm not sure. Is it the same intent?
1: Do I have to have the pancakes? Because again, for, <laughs> for forty years of this event, I have yet to eat a single pancake. And and I don't intend to break that
0: record. I think Judy gave me a plate of sausage once. That was pretty good. I appreciated that. That I would eat. But yeah. uh no. No pancakes. But I'm not sure
1: whether pancakes have to be eaten in order to get the vaccine. I would say probably not.
0: You know, I'm uh, not to say that people won't get vaccinated while they're there. You know, maybe there will be some. I just, I, you know, for me, I don't, I don't know if I would uh, rely on the pancake breakfast to be my place to get it. I mean, I'm, well, I mean I, not that it wouldn't be sanitary and it's not supervised. And you know, nothing against Judy. I think it's a great idea. I just, uh, you know, I just you know for me. I would probably want to be vaccinated before I go to the pancake breakfast.
1: Of course, every year there's an honorary chairman of the breakfast. And this year, that'll be the DA.
0: I just wouldn't
1: want to get the vaccine from him. That's all. From him? Why? Yeah. Well, you know, he's a prosecutor. He could be mixing up his lethal injection uh his lethal yeah, injection he, shots. He's not
0: the one that administers with, a death sentence <laughs> with Moderna.
2: I don't know that for sure. It could be that West German nurse giving yeah. out shots of yeah. saline I instead mean, of
0: the vaccine. I mean, he, he may seek the death penalty mm-hmm. if there were a death penalty I mean, he in He might administer it. I don't believe so.
1: And do they put the? Do they what? Put the? Rub the alcohol on your arms so you don't get infected before you get the death sentence injection?
0: <laughs> I've been there before. When There are people rubbing alcohol on those bodies, too, but for different different reasons.
1: (laughs) By the way, uh, you say you wouldn't get it. What if you were incentivized with, let's say, uh, a goodie bag that included two tickets to Six Flags?
0: Mm? See, I'm not one of these people that's holding out on the vaccine, so I mean, I would take a goodie bag that had that stuff, uh, but if I were uh, anti-vaccination... uh, you know, I don't know
2: if that would be good enough. Well, can me. it be retroactive since you already got the vaccine? Can you get the goodie bag just by proving uh, that you have? No, the that's vaccine. not the, yeah, it's, it's not
1: the Vax Millions lottery. <laughs> it, this is although uh,
0: although two tickets to Six Flags it's about the same cost. Yeah,
1: probably. <laughs> um, now, see, if I didn't want the the shot from uh, from the district attorney, I will take it either from the Cat in the Hat or from Boomer. Even though Boomer has very clumsy hands, uh, I probably would still take it from yeah. I'm, from Boomer. I,
0: I really try to keep most of my uh, medical procedures and uh, and medicines out of the hands of mascots.
1: Oh no no no! There's nothing wrong with the the cat in the hat or uh, or Boomer, except that they may have rabies.
2: By the way, I got to the bottom of indices versus indexes, in case you're interested here. Thank God.
0: Jesus. What What, took you so long? What is it, Cliff?
2: (laughs) I was waiting for Uh you guys to finish the riveting discussion Uh about the pancakes Uh and the vaccinations. Hey,
1: listen, the pancakes are a staple in this city.
2: (laughs) From an article at Nasdaq.com called, What's the Deal? With indices and indexes, indices is used when referring to mathematical, scientific and statistical context numbers symbols figures blah 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 uh apparently uh, the other one is used indexes indexes is used to, to describe uh words and things in a document
0: hmm well that changes
2: everything yeah there you go. I, i'll there never you make go. that mistake again no you okay. won't hmm. uh
1: let's see businesses and organizations supporting the pancake breakfast include bay state health and uh, the sheriff's office, MGM Springfield, business improvement district, the parking authority, the police, the public work—this would be. Uh, this is the way to end the dirt bikes up and down Main Street. They'll just use chestnut instead. Uh, they'll they'll probably do that, but at least they'll be off of Main Street. Just keep those tables out there.
2: Again, it's just like whack a mole. You are sending them somewhere else. Yeah,
0: usually, the National Guard is out there. I don't mm. think the National Guard plays around like that. They see they see some guy in a, in a dirt bike trying to get on Main Street during the pancake breakfast. Uh, you, listen, no one's going to stop them from giving you a tune-up. We don't play that.
1: I think uh, I think we can. I think we can. Uh, what's the word? Deploy. Uh, Pancake making stations around the downtown area
0: to keep the bikes, the dirt bikes, off the road. You know, it'd be kind of fun. They never actually uh, adopted this. Remember, uh, I don't know if you know, they still do this during like a uh, Thunderbird games. Remember the Springfield Falcons that would have like a like a t-shirt cannon and mm-hmm. they'll blast mm-hmm. t-shirts into the crowd. Yep, sure. Yep. Could you do that with pancakes? I that would I certainly don't make know. the day a lot more fun. Yeah. Well, you know, remember those little
1: guns you had as a kid that shot little circular discs? Yes. Yeah. 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 Something like that. Exactly. Yeah. A disc. The the pancake would be the disc. Well,
2: dollar size ones.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. listen, you don't want to get uh, you know out of whack here, but right. like dollar size yeah. pancakes, you shoot them off, and if you can get a lens in, into someone's mouth,
2: then you both get like uh, big e tickets. Well, where's the syrup, though? That's a problem. I see. There's uh, the flaw in the ointment, right? There. You make
1: uh, you make syrup soaked. Dollar-sized pancakes. Okay, the, sir- or, the syrup
0: is right in the pancakes. Separate guns for the syrup, maybe, or you stand in a pool of syrup mm-hmm. and let that be the challenge. Yeah, it's a dunk
2: pool. <laughs> it's got to yes. be the Vermont maple syrup, by the way. It can't be the fake stuff. What do you What do you
0: think? A- We're made of money.
2: Have any idea what Vermont <laughs> maple know, syrup is worth? I know, but the a- entremime or whatever it's called now,
0: a
1: dunk pool full of syrup. <laughs> yeah. all right. Just don't put an eighty-year-old man in it. <laughs> I remember the year they did that to Ben Swan. This guy's That's 80 the- years old. They got him in a dunk tank out on Court Square. He
0: survived it. He did all uh, right for a while. Yeah, right. I mean, yeah. yeah, yeah. Eventually, you get dunked, but uh, <laughs> I don't think you want to drop a 80 year old man on no. a bench into a pool into a of water, tepid pool of water. Down yeah, in the middle of downtown. Well, I won't be here next week, but I'm going to assume that you'll probably uh, pop in next week. I hope so. and I hope she brings lots of food.
2: Oh, By the way, pandemic and pancake both begin with the same three letters. Just saying. Here wow. On Friday yeah. boy, oh boy. Just Ooh. saying.
0: Now I know why we brought you in on this show.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I'm here all week.
0: It's 723 with Bax O'Brien and Dave Coombs on Rock 102.
1: Weinzig Nursery has had roots in the valley since 1954. They-
0: Seven thirty-two with Baxton O'Brien Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Yankee Home Improvement all month long. Receive forty percent off installation of windows, doors, and Yankee Home signature one-day bath system. Always use the keyword Rock 102, and filling in for Steve Nagel this week is Dave Coombs from Laser 99.3.
2: Severe thunderstorms last night swept through Western Mass and Northern Connecticut, causing isolated power outages. Over 22,000 customers were impacted. It says here, according to MassLive.com, the highest concentrations in Westfield, West Hampton, South Hampton, and East Hampton. I know we had problems in Enfield as well. We were without power for about five hours. Yeah, well
1: You got problems in uh, Tommyville and the hand- Hamptons that's uh that's going from one extreme to another
0: Tommyville
1: yeah Thompsonville that's a it's a nickname for uh, Thompsonville that's, Tommyville is that what uh, people are calling it or? I've uh people in the know do it do it uh and actually some people who live there Not me. I never did it before no. you live there I've, I've never heard that I know I, I never heard it either and I lived there for, for like almost 30 years 20 years Tommyville
2: <laughs> all right and the Hamptons this extreme weather, by the way, is sort of unprecedented, although not completely. Some climate experts are saying that these temperature increases are the most that we've seen in 125 years. Now, I don't know what happened 125 years ago. It was freezing. but yeah, It was the ice age back then. <laughs> yeah, the exactly. glaciers were yeah. finally starting uh, to melt. The, no, we're talking about uh, temperature increases now.
0: Yeah, yeah, I
1: know. Increases. But 125 years ago, it was uh, freezing. So
2: you're saying 126 years ago, it was really cold. And then all of a sudden, bam! Then it starts heating up. All right, so these climate experts are also saying it's a, quote, code red for humanity.
1: Well, it's also fake.
2: There's also a code red for workers at the Big E. Vendors are being impacted by the decline of available workers in the service industry. So if you're looking for a job... You could probably get one easy with the big E this year.
1: Yeah, I can <laughs> see where they might have a problem.
0: Yeah, they might, but, you know, I've I've talked to a couple of business owners and they're saying that they for, and I don't know why they're saying this. Going to get into in too deep in the conversation, but they're saying that hopefully by September, middle of September, end of September, you know, they'll be able to start hiring people once, you know, some of these uh, you know, these stimulus checks and these extended unemployment uh, benefits run out, and then maybe people will be rushing back to get these jobs. Yeah, but,
1: uh, I mean, the jobs at the Big E, I don't know how many people are actually employed by the Big E, and then of all the vendors, how many of those— um,
2: Independent contractors right. versus employees of the— Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. You know, and then how many of them are they actually hiring as opposed to just doing it
0: themselves? Mm -hmm. I don't know, but you know what? Dipping a corn dog and making a a cream puff
2: is good late summer work. Special skill, too. And it's an art, exactly. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I mean, other service industries, especially (laughs) fast food industries, are having this same problem. You see, almost all of them have help wanted signs hanging out front with bonuses that they're offering for Mm sign-ons. Yep. Good luck. Former Longmeadow resident Gail Ward Olmsted has launched her fifth novel, The Landscape of a Marriage. Published by Black Rose Writing, the piece of historical fiction tells the story of Mary Perkins Olmsted's marriage to her brother-in-law, Frederick Law Olmsted, of course, the most famous landscape designer of the latter half of the 19th century. Wait Of course. She, she married her brother-in-law? That's the part that caught my interest as well, Bax. I'll be reading this on the beach maybe a little bit later in the summer when I go on vacation. Well, you like those romance novels. Hmm. No, no, I'm just kidding. Was it an, a current
1: brother-in-law or an ex-brother-in-law? No,
2: this takes place uh, way back in history uh, during the latter half of the 19th century and recounts the story of the famous Frederick Law Olmsted, who is related to the author, distantly, Gail Ward Olmsted, And, of course, Frederick Olmsted responsible for, you know, Central Park, Franklin Park in Boston, Forest Park in Springfield.
1: And, uh, I believe, Park Avenue. Um, but But we don't have details of the marriage to the brother-in-law. Uh,
2: only to say that it involves his marriage, excuse me, her marriage, to her brother-in-law, the famous Mister Olmstead. Hmm.
1: Well, barely enough of a tease to make me care. Well, well but that's, you know, that's but the
2: point of a
0: tease, isn't it? That is the that is the. And you wouldn't read a book like that anyway. No, no. no. I mean, no. it's it's, a, it's too much about relationships and right. people's feelings. I'm reading about uh, Jeffrey Epstein,
2: all that crazy crap. <laughs> yeah, there you go. An Ohio woman, speaking of inappropriate, married the man convicted of killing her brother. In the 1980s, Crystal Strauss and John Tejan began their relationship when she wrote him a letter saying she forgave him for killing her half-brother, Brian McGarry, back in 1987. He, All right, he, I, I get the
1: forgiving part. Right? But uh, the, the falling, falling in love thing?
2: <laughs> well, hey, who's to say? He wrote back from prison explaining... I'm wrongly convicted of this crime. And they continued to stay in touch, pen pals, all the rest. He got out of prison (coughs) just last month after he was granted a new trial based on new images and missing police reports. So maybe he was, in fact, innocent of the crime. Don't you think
0: forgiveness has some limitations? Like there's like, you can forgive somebody, but you still got some prior knowledge well, you know, it's like it, to forgive somebody all 100 you know, that's that's something this that, is more than 100 percent. or you know you gotta have some time pass i mean if you're
1: still if there's still nails in your palms and another one going through your feet holding you to a piece of wood mm-hmm. and you're asking somebody to forgive these people at that moment I'd give it some time. I don't know, maybe
0: 3 days. I mean, there's got to be some other bloodthirsty killer in prison she can go after, right? Yeah.
2: Well, again, uh, the murder or uh, the death of her uh, half-brother occurred in '87, so she's just recently gotten around to Yeah, but when never- did they begin this uh relationship? Does not say in this article, although <clears throat> the couple exchanged vows while he was on house arrest awaiting retrial. Ew
1: guess it's you know where they are at night you don't have to worry about what they're doing on the weekends
2: i or guess who, or who they're doing it with yeah. yeah well i mean
0: they they may be seeing other people exactly. on the yeah. exactly
2: right down in the shower room perhaps yeah. three brothers on a farm in western ohio died earlier this week after passing out inside a manure pit
1: yeah, I saw this. Uh, uh, I saw this earlier this week.
2: Happened Tuesday afternoon. Yeah, uh... The brothers Gary, Todd, and Brad Woobker, both all in their 30s, were just performing routine maintenance on a pump inside the manure storage pit when they passed out. Manure pits are known to produce a wide range of toxic gases, and deaths in manure pits do happen most frequently in the summer months, but not usually in triples. Right. Um,
1: but, you know, really, I mean, manure is not a, that bad of a word.
0: It's a ma with a newer after. Yes. Manure. But I, but I don't know how much time you've ever spent uh, amongst manure. It's really a, a, a an awful substance. Oh, I'm sure it is. And, and to die as a result of it's even worse. But you also wonder,
1: um, like, they didn't all drop at the same time. Did one go down? The other one went to try to help him. The exertion of trying to help then brought on the attack of the second. And then did the third one go in? To try to see where the other two were.
2: Or maybe it was all it was just simultaneous. That's, all,
1: it, that's a little hard to believe.
2: They were overcome at the same time while yeah. working inside the manure pit. Who that's knows?
1: that's a little uh that's a coincidence. That's a pretty big coincidence.
2: But imagine the poor mom and dad losing all three sons. It's kind of like saving Private Ryan. Yeah. Right? You know, that scene where the mom collapses on the porch after learning that all but one of her children died. Yeah. You in you the have war. you
0: have three uh, children die in a manure pit. These are closed caskets, right? Yeah. Uh, I would, I would hope so. Yeah. I mean, for the just for the sake of sanitation, I would mm-hmm. think that you, do we, you keep the caskets closed.
1: Do we know how many brothers there were in this family? That's a good question, John. I do not know. I'm sure, you could search it up. I mean, there was stinky, yeah, uh, stinkier, stinky. Yes. Which one was the number two son? And uh, <laughs> and the non-stink
2: son. Uh, we moved from stink to sink. Did you see this story about the huge sinkhole in Maryland? No. no. swallowed up a car. I, I fear this stuff happening in Florida, but not necessarily Maryland. <laughs> a car was fully immersed in a huge sinkhole, Upper Marlboro, Maryland. It happened Wednesday after the driver plowed through barriers and plunged in. The driver of the Cadillac sedan managed to get out on his own and was taken to a hospital with only minor injuries. Get this part. The car was completely underwater, and the sinkhole covered nearly two lanes of a highway.
1: That's what happened with Jack uh, Columbus's Jack car. I was going to say, you Drove ever met... it into the uh, swamp. You ever driven a Cadillac? <laughs> of course I've driven a Cadillac, Rid- ridden in a Cadillac. Hundreds of times. Thousands. The thing's a behemoth. <laughs> so Jack drove it off uh, off the road into the, into the swamp. But this was a recently fresh, pre-existing sinkhole- you said the guy drove through barriers right, so preventing they, people from going exactly. in. So he, was, he was asking yeah. for it. Some
2: warnings yeah. there. Yeah. A little yeah. reckless. He did not heed. But I fear this kind of stuff, as I said. And look, we had that building in Florida recently, and perhaps as the result of a sinkhole. I guess investigations are still underway there. You know, I think the water table's so high in Florida. I, I think these things are going to be happening with greater and greater frequency as we go <sighs> on. Well,
0: when you think about all the rain we've had mm-hmm. this year just you know, here in New England, I'm surprised you haven't seen a few more. You know sinkholes around here. You know with you know roadways being washed out Mm -hmm. underneath, right? And then you got these big, you know collapses, and these are car sucking holes in the ground.
2: Well, and these come without warning. I mean, kind of like the tornadoes you were talking about earlier. I mean, you really have no, not much warning of a sinkhole. Yeah,
1: they've had them. I've seen the news stories uh, online of the sinkholes that have popped up around the villages. In fact, Mm. and uh, it's not really when I win the Florida lottery. Then I'll start worrying about sinkholes because the odds are about the same for both. Gotcha. So I'm not really thinking I'm going to win the lottery. I'm not really thinking my house is going to get pulled into a sinkhole.
2: A 67-year-old man in England didn't win the lottery but decided to take things into his own hands by becoming a bank robber. His first stop and first attempt, a total bust. He handed over a note to the teller, but they couldn't read his poor handwriting. Oh, boy. So he left the bank empty-handed. This is just
0: like uh, Woody Allen. Yes. And, uh, uh, oh, my God, I forgot the name of the movie. Take the Money and Run. Yes. Where he goes to the bank teller and it says, you know, give me your money. Uh, I've got a gun. But he misspelled gun and it said, I've got a gub. And everybody behind the bank is trying to figure out, well, what does this mean? What's a gub? Because the teller is trying to ask him, uh,
2: you know, what does this mean? No, it's clearly it's gub. It's gub. No, it's a gun. No, no, this is gub. Wow, that
1: sounds funny. Well, That's guess, probably I, why I
2: haven't seen a single Woody Allen movie. Well, yet.
0: I, I think I think you uh, you had to be there, but it was that was one of his funnier films.
2: That might be free for you to rent right yeah, now, John. No, probably knows? not. Uh, it cost me forty bucks. Allen Slattery left that first bank job empty-handed, of course, but persistence paid off. He wrote a legible note at bank number two and got away with about three thousand dollars. Then he decided, "Hey, I'm on a roll. I'll hit up a third bank." But the teller there read right through him and refused to comply. The police caught him. He was arrested, pleaded guilty on robbery, and attempted robbery charges. He's going to do four years behind bars.
1: See, now, I would probably write the note because of how many times people say, hey, I recognize your voice. But, I mean, why would this guy not just walk into the bank and say, give me all your money. This is a robbery. Why
2: Why do you want to do it with a note? Or maybe get a buddy of his or, you know. A woman who does have good handwriting, cursive maybe, yeah. to write the note for him.
0: Yeah, but Don't you think, though, if you're a bank robber and you you do one successfully, right, maybe you do a second one, by a third attempt, you're really pushing your luck, well,
2: don't you think? Well, not necessarily, Bax, but you just got to ask for more than three grand. <laughs> That's what he got out of the second successful attempt. I think you got to go big or go home.
0: I guess, but I mean, I would think if I if I could get away with it more than, more than once a, a third time, it's like... I don't know if I want to take them kind of chances. The odds are kind of stacked against you.
2: Well, it's kind of like that in the movie *The Town* with Ben Affleck. Did you see that? It takes mm-hmm. place in like Charlestown, I think, in Boston. All right. Very good. And they're bank robbers, and they push—they push their luck a little too far.
1: Yeah, well, but also bank robbers usually don't go in requesting a particular denomination. <laughs> I want thirty-seven dollars yeah. and sixty-six cents in unmarked bills. Uh, Put it 20s. in this bag. All 20s, please. Well, plus,
2: they don't have a sound financial advisor, John, like you do yeah, behind apparently the not. scenes. Yeah. They burn through their money pretty quickly, I think.
0: Nowadays, the only thing you can get from a bank is a tube.
2: Speaking of burning, excessive heat watch in effect still till 8 this evening. According to the National Weather Service, max temperatures could reach into the high 90s. I'm Dave Coombs filling in for Steve Nagel on the news with Bax and O'Brien, the Hall of Famers, on Rock 102. At Table &
0: Vine, we have the best selection of spirits to... Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock at 754 and Bon Jovi on Rock 102. Another very hot one today
1: that could very well end with uh, thunderstorms and uh, muggy. uh, High in the 90s. It'll feel like it's in the low 100s. It's already 75 in downtown Springfield.
0: Uh, The original Western Mass Home and Garden Show is coming on August 20th through the 22nd. At the uh, Eastern States Exposition for uh, special discount coupon offers, go to westermasshomeshow.com. We happen to have a four-pack of tickets that we'll give away right now to the 10th caller at 293-1021. Good luck to you at the home show.
1: So the cable came back on, and uh, a few minutes ago, the Today Show did a story about last night's uh, Field of Dreams game. Right. I was reading this uh, editorial yesterday. Uh, about the whole thing. And uh, the closing pitcher for Chicago said, uh, I'm excited about running through the cornfields. Who wouldn't be? And, and the, uh, the uh, opinion piece goes on to say, well, a lot of people actually would sniff at the whole idea. When the film premiered in 1989, Rolling Stone's Peter Travis Travers called it a gooey fable with an inexcusably sappy soliloquy by James Earl Jones near the end. And the internet offers a wave of think pieces trashing the movie as well, most of them written in the last few years. In uh, Rocky, Hoosiers, and The Natural, they all have the big game at the end. Uh, We don't get that in Field of Dreams. This is more about the timeless nature of baseball. Yeah but uh, yeah this was
0: not a very complimentary
2: column no, that but, was written
1: about this
0: but you know critics you know, don't always get it right either uh, uh, often oftentimes they uh, they overlook classic films of which this has become uh, yeah no, seriously it's a lot of uh, a lot of times that the critics just plain have it wrong i love the
1: idea that the guy who owns this place uh, i thought i looked on google earth last night that his house is like right on the first base line. I mean, he didn't build this thing. They didn't build this thing very far off the front porch.
0: Nope. Which is actually kind of cool. Kind of like uh, it's kind of like those rooftop seats at Wrigley. Yeah. You can see uh, you uh, can watch the game right from your house out on Waveland
2: Avenue. I think that is. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Uh, by the way, uh, Rotten Tomatoes has Field of Dreams at eighty-seven percent approval yeah, that's from ver- from critics and eighty-six percent from audience. That's that's pretty favorable. Mm-hmm. So I don't know,
0: what critics, you're looking at but a lot of critics actually liked it i'm looking at the cynics critics
2: <laughs> yes well apparently. that's where my that's, <laughs> that's where i always go right you're only looking for yeah. the ones that have a negative point of view <laughs> rotten yeah. o'briens versus rotten tomato yeah.
0: it's 757 with bax and o'brien to rock 102
2: live in concert saturday nights
0: at nine on rock 102 Come- Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's a 10 and the Black Crows on Rock 102. Another hot one. Very, very hot. It's going to feel
1: like it's in it over 100 degrees. And uh, then the day could end with thund- thunderstorms again. It's already 75 degrees in downtown Springfield. So um, they did a story earlier this morning uh, on the Today Show about this house for sale in Boston. Um, the Skinny House? Yeah. I uh, I got to admit uh, in my own ignorance here. I never heard of this thing before. Well, this it,
2: goes on sale every few years. I think. I think it just sold recently, like maybe it's, four or five years ago, or something like and that. And it's
1: for sale right now yeah. for
2: one point two million. But I never
1: I never heard of it. And, and apparently, it's a very popular place. Uh, it is also only ten feet wide. At its most, actually, it's yeah ten feet four inches at its widest but it tapers at the back down to nine and a quarter feet right but um, you've
0: seen have you seen the inside uh, pictures i've seen some photos i mean it's all yeah. it's all updated i mean it's, there's not a lot of room for activities but uh, i mean you could really <laughs> stretch out in some areas there's only five <laughs> doors in the house despite it having four levels uh
1: the bathroom and the living room are on the second floor now i do like the uh history of it Because, again, I'm a big fan of spite. And uh, according to Wikipedia, it's referred to as a spite house. Um, Two brothers inherited the land from their deceased father. While one brother was away in the military, the other built a large home on this piece of property, uh, leaving the soldier with only a, a shred of property that he felt was That the original brother, the one who didn't go to war, felt, all right, well, the piece of property I'm leaving him, yeah, that's too small to build a house on. But when the guy came back from the war and found his inheritance depleted, he went ahead and built that house anyway to spite his brother and block the sunlight
0: and ruin his view. Wow. Yeah, I love that idea. So, you know, so you could open up a side window and literally, you know, just stick your finger out and touch the next building. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I, I, I had one of that once in, a, in an apartment where you I could touch the next
2: building over. Hey, you could spray gray that?
0: poupon back and forth. I
2: could. <laughs> where was that that you had that situation?
0: It, we actually, it, this is many, many years ago. I lived above a funeral home. Oh, wow. And there was a an apartment building next to the funeral home. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I was it was just as simple as touching the next building over it, the balcony. Is that
2: Massachusetts? Wisconsin? It was Wisconsin, yeah. but it was
0: like a you know, long, long time ago. But yeah, you could touch it.
1: Are you t- See, because I'm looking at a photo right now of the front of the place, and uh, my guess is the property that the non-veteran brother uh, built on again was just wide enough. The property left over, rather, that he did not build on was just wide enough that the veteran brother comes home and the the skinny house actually touches the pre existing building because it's gotta stay within the property line. So you're talking about the other house or the other building rather next to it that you can reach out the window and and uh hand things to people
0: in the next property. Well, I mean but I mean, the, the, you could I think you could actually Maybe touch the guy next door if you're hanging out the window. Well,
1: well yeah, yeah, but on one side because on the other side it's it's attached. They're
0: look, right up against it. But look how uh, I mean, look at the countertops. Uh, you know the the all new fixtures. I love the uh, you know that uh, that uh, this the steel uh, uh, sink. It's one of those old farmer sinks. I mean, you know they got a lot of brickwork. It's beautiful. You can oh. afford the. million dollars it costs to buy the damn thing but you're
2: gonna buy it and then you're gonna turn it around a few years later because you're gonna have regret just like when you buy a boat they say it's the happiest day of your life the day you buy it the day you sell it same thing with this obviously it turns hands turns over every few years i love the idea
1: though of, of blocking the light and uh and the view although i there's i see a picture here of the view from down the street and you can see the um what is the that that the Bunker Hill Bridge? Right. Uh, but you wouldn't be able to see that from the buildings because they're perpendicular to the bridge. But uh, it still blocked some kind of view. I guess he was able to
2: see the water from between the buildings. Would, and now the brother blocked that. Would this be known as a shotgun shack? Isn't that from that Talking head song? You could be living in a shotgun, or is that a Mellencamp song, I'm thinking uh, of? It's, 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 a, a, it's a talking, talking head, but, but um, I don't
1: know what a shotgun
0: is.
2: I think is. it's simply the type of house where you could shoot a bullet right through it from one end to the other. How,
0: how sad is it, though, that in, in the city of Boston, now we all know how expensive it is to, to live in Boston, but how sad is it that it's going to cost you over a million dollars to buy a house that you know isn't going to have enough space? Mm-hmm. That you are, yeah, like all, all, off the top, you, you know, this house is going to be inadequate for ninety-five percent of nearly everybody.
2: Well, maybe you have intentions to turn it into some sort of public spectacle, some sort of museum, and But it would, but it's a public spectacle anyway. Right, I mean, the in, the inside of it, you wouldn't, you're not going to live there, but maybe you're going to charge admission somehow. Uh, I don't know.
1: I see now what this is, Cliff. <laughs> <laughs> this is. Uh, I just. What did I just? There was a TV show with Brian Cranston. Um, Breaking Bad. No, no, it was a, it was actually Malcolm in the Middle. No, was it a was it a show or was it a movie? No, it was <laughs> a show. It had a whole season, and uh, his son accidentally killed the drug kingpin mafia guy's son, and the father Brian Cranston was trying to uh, take the blame for it, but the there was a kid who ended up getting framed for it. And he lived in this house that is exactly what is described as a shotgun. In other words, you can fire a shotgun through the front door. Yep. And it would go out the back door without hitting a wall. You could
2: be living in a shotgun shack. Yeah.
1: yeah. I never, I never knew what that actually was. Mm-hmm. Huh. So, we'll damn, I guess yeah, that's not a bad know. place to shoot a shotgun. Yeah,
2: Send me a few other things I could tell you if you want me to hang around. Yeah, yeah, that's all right, Cliff.
0: Appreciate it. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: I uh I just uh I just I look at a house like this and I'm thinking, how do you move a couch up to the fourth floor or yeah you know, uh, pulleys
2: or a yeah, I mean, window? Do you,
0: how do you move any piece of furniture into that house?
2: You can't have a couch. You can just have a. Tr- it's just you don't have enough room for a whole couch. Yeah. You,
0: I mean you'd have to. I mean every, I mean, I mean think about the practicality of moving. A, a dresser or you know, a kitchen table. and that, I mean, you have to take everything apart and build it. it you could only fit uh, IKEA furniture in boxes with mm-hmm. an Allen wrench
1: yep. into that place. It does not have a front door. Guests enter through a private side door where they are then met with a somewhat full-size kitchen and dining room. And, and again, the somewhat. second floor has the living area and the only bathroom. Somewhat
2: full-size, that's great.
1: The third level has a living space and a bedroom, and the upper level, the the top floor, uh, has the master bedroom. The you got to go down two floors to, to the, bathroom. the bathroom. Yeah, <laughs> go up a Christ, floor. That's it's the first time I ever realized we had it better <laughs> <laughs> with our bathroom on a different floor. But yeah. at least it's only one floor up, not two. That's
0: it's it's an unbelievable it's an unbelievable house.
1: You I, have to make an appointment to go and view it because it is again it's for sale. Um, but it's sold in less than it's sold in less than three months in 2017. With the way houses are selling right now, it's probably going to be sold before the end of the day.
2: You say what part of Boston is it like Back Bay or something? It's like that?
1: Uh, North Hall uh, Street, right? Nor, north End. Okay, yeah. North
2: End.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, it's it, you know, it's a decent neighborhood to, to live in, but yeah, nice restaurants I, if, over there. If I've got 1.2 million dollars in my pocket. I might want to find a place that's got a little bit more elbow room.
2: Right, you're close yeah. to the you're close to the TD Garden there. Yeah, I mean, got-
0: no, I get it all. I get you know location, location. Yeah. But you know, uh, it's the skinny house. I I can't get my stuff inside. I don't mind.
1: I don't mind those um, mini houses that they have. You know, they're like six or seven, eight hundred square feet. Mm-hmm. It's all one level, um, maybe with a loft bedroom. But uh, I, I don't like this
0: whole. Uh, up and down stuff. No, I don't. I don't really. <laughs> yeah, it's too much. I don't really care for that either. Yeah. I'm, I'm. I'm not. Uh, I'm not really. Uh, I mean, you. I mean, use a stairmaster every day. So it wouldn't be. I mean, you could. You could handle that. It's
1: different. I tell you, it is different. When we went to. Uh, we went to Block Island last weekend. The cliffs uh, on the side of Block Island. Right. There's an area where there are stairs that you can go down to the beach. They are. Um, I forget. I think it was 219 stairs, and it mm. is steep. And 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 I do well over four or five hundred stairs each workout on the Stairmaster, but that's a little bit different. When I had to stop three times coming up these stairs on that cliff in Block Island. It was, it's a different kind of motion with different muscles. Yep. And yeah, I would not want to live in this house with that much. I gotta go to the bathroom. I'd be sleeping in the tub. I'm not going back up two floors to get
0: back into bed at two AM. My alarm's gonna go off at four. Okay, I got news for you. You know, in, in an emergency situation, I'm opening up one of the windows in the far end of the of the house yeah. and going outside the <laughs> yeah. window. Yeah. Against my <laughs> brother's place. <laughs> Absolutely. Hello, neighbor. It's eight twenty with Bax and O'Brien or Rock 102.
2: You like stuff for free? I love stuff for free. You wake up in the morning, I wake up in the morning. Are you hungry? X forty four hundred.
0: It's 8.30. We're back on O'Brien to Rock 102. Filling in for uh, Steve Nagel with news is Dave Coombs from Laser 99.3.
2: Hopefully everyone's back up to full power. Last night, severe thunderstorms sweeping across Massachusetts in our area. Northern Connecticut as well, causing isolated power outages. Over 22,000 customers were impacted. High concentrations in Westfield and the vacation spots, as John was referring to. West Hampton, South Hampton, and East Hampton
0: yeah the No <laughs> yeah. real destination in any of those towns you probably also
1: could take an entire street's worth of houses and not have it equal the price of a single house on those other hamptons
2: <laughs> about three or four thousand of us in enfield and i include myself were without power for roughly five hours last night while they sorted things out
1: yeah but you were in tommyville yes that's right uh, it's uh you know i mean downtown you 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 lose power downtown. Yeah, and then
0: uh, phew, well, I'm, looters and rampagers. Well, I mean, I hate to you know, I hate to you know repeat myself, but you know when you're alone and life is making you alone, uh-huh, you can yeah. always go yeah. downtown.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and uh, by the way, I do live in the famous rug factory in Tommyville as well. All right, market. well, I wouldn't
1: have necessarily given my address, but that's okay.
2: There's so many buildings there, oh, nobody really finds uh, find which, me. Which unit and what is your <laughs> social security number while you're at it? I'll give that out later on. City administrators and city councilors in Springfield agreeing yesterday that public input is critical as Springfield decides how to spend millions of dollars in federal COVID-19 recovery what funds. Would a, what
0: would a public know about spending
2: millions of dollars? Have you seen some of the people in Springfield? Well, maybe more so than some of the city administrators and city councilors. I mean, they're not all geniuses, are they? No. Uh, not at all. So anyway, these city administrators agreed that councilors and members of the public need to be kept, quote, in the loop. On expenditures and plans call for, quote, community listening sessions. Who said that the residents and the council should be kept in the loop? City administrators. So, in other words,
1: they're the ones who will be spending the money, but they're trying to say, oh, don't worry, we'll... We'll listen to your suggestions. Yes. We'll just ignore
2: them, but <laughs> well, at
1: least we'll listen to them.
2: Well, and again, those community listening sessions, John, are scheduled for scheduled for September and October, but it doesn't say where and exactly when. And
1: Yeah, the administrators are going to do what the administrators are going to do.
2: Anytime someone says we're going to have a
0: listening session, you know no one's paying attention to whatever's <laughs> being yep. said. Tom
1: Sarno and uh, uh, Ed Peculiar... And, um, Pakula. Huh? Pakula. and uh Pacula. Huh? And uh and uh why can't I think of his name? Uh Kevin Kennedy. Or did he retire? He retired. Yeah. Well, whoever the city planner is, those are the guys that are gonna be making the decisions. And I can't remember who it is.
2: Well, one of your other favorite guys, Shane Brooks, the city council president in Chicopee is involved in the study over what's gone wrong at the River Mills Senior Center, where Director Sherry Maniak has been placed on leave while there's an examination of the allegations posed against her. Brooks would not release any of the information about the allegations, saying the city cannot legally discuss personnel matters and that she, Ms. Maniak, has a right to privacy. If only one of us had convenient access to Shane Brooks at all times. Having the
1: access and using the access are two different things.
2: Come on, John. It's important Um, in this case.
1: But the interesting thing about it is uh, that normally it would be the mayor who was looking into this, but uh, John View has removed himself because of a a conflict of interest. He and Ms. Maniac used to be in a relationship. Mm. So... Uh, that was not part why... of the
2: Mass Live article, by the way. Yeah, it was. Oh, was in there? Yeah. Okay, I missed yeah. that part. Sorry.
1: Yeah, no, I wouldn't give that kind of personal information. <laughs> <out>. <laughs> not
2: about well, somebody else. Anyway. Well, how long
0: ago was it?
1: I, I, I don't know. They're, they're not saying.
0: I mean, it, 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 let's just say, for example, uh, you find yourself in a situation where. You have to deal with the girl you took to prom. Now, in your case, uh, as your mother, but for hey, the rest hey, of us,
1: hey, mine was a, I told you, mine was a stripper.
0: I took a, a stripper. A to furniture one my- stripper. Nah, but, no, But no. that's different.
1: A pole stripper. Nevertheless,
0: let's just say it's it's your uh, your your prom date. Well, that was like uh, you know twenty, thirty years ago. Mm-hmm. Re- I mean, do you would you really consider yeah. that to be a conflict of interest? You probably haven't talked to her since the the night the the prom happened.
1: Uh, I'm guessing this probably was a more recent relationship. Yeah,
0: like when I hear some filthy details, I want to hear the salacious bits nah, and pieces. That's what I do. I don't think you're entitled to that.
2: Uh, Shane Brooks would also not disclose if the leave for Miss Maniac was paid or unpaid. And while she's on leave, Holly Angelo, the assistant director of River Mills, will be overseeing operations. Meantime, the city of Springfield gained population according to the new numbers released Thursday in the 2020 census. Now, Springfield is up to 155,929 folks. Hamden County as a whole grew just half a percentage point. As for some of our other key areas, Holyoke lost population. Chicopee grew slightly, Westfield shrank a little bit, Hampshire County's population up nearly 3%, Northampton grew by about 1000 folks, Franklin County shrank by a half a percentage point, Greenfield was up slightly and the Berkshires shrank as well while Boston grew by about 9%.
1: Well, Berkshires regrew though. The shrinking mm. was the loss of Bill Cosby and <laughs> now that he's back again, uh the numbers are the same. Yeah, now now
0: they've even (laughs) doubt. Although I think if if Bill Cosby moves back to Shelburne, you're going to see a lot of people in that area moving out as a result of
2: it. That's true. Jimmy Fallon was talking about all of this on his late night show last night. The results of the 2020 census just came out and for the first time in American history, the number of white people went down. (laughs) Now... Jimmy went on to remark about what a strange reaction that was from essentially an all yeah, white what, crowd. What like, is that? Why are they
0: applauding? <laughs> Where there's less of us. That was
2: the
1: that was the white portion of I mean I'm Not sure necess- there were minorities right. in the audience. Yes. And that really wasn't a very large number of people that were clapping. Do
2: they know that it was – did they show the, the audience? That's a good question, John, but I'm assuming that most of the people applauding would represent the overall demographic of white versus black in the country, which is decidedly white versus black. Black population, I think, what, 13% of the overall population of the United States? So
1: Yeah, but I, 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 I don't know that I know the demographics of the Jimmy Fallon –
2: Uh, audience audience (laughs) but
0: but but why would they be applauding (laughs) any of that
2: (laughs) that is insane to me like what which people
0: any
1: population of people i could could see where the minority population would absolutely be, be applauding that
0: i don't think it's an it's an applaudable uh thing no
2: either
1: way you don't applaud that you don't you don't think that when the white person is no longer the majority of this country that the minorities are not going to be very very happy about well, it are not publicly applauding in a theater full of people mm, that's being televised yeah. I, mean, I don't know I don't know they're not being televised nobody again we don't know we don't see who's who's cheering in the audience but I could absolutely see where minorities would be cheering now I don't know
0: if if like you know the cultural shifts in population are really something to be applauded or booed. I don't I don't think it really sparks oh, a reaction. Well, it,
1: or it should. I guess you haven't been paying attention then. I think the white supremacy in this country is pretty rampant. Yeah,
0: but it's not indicative of all white people. It's no, indicative it's of not. a fringe number of exactly. people who feel that way. And yes.
1: that may be. But it has unfortunately created a feeling, I think, on the part of minorities that they overall. And, and and i'm not talking about white supremacists as in you know w- hood-wearing, cross-burning people. I'm talking about the issues with the police. I'm talking about the issues with the Karens. Right. I'm talking about all those other issues but with n- people who aren't necessarily wearing
0: white hoods. But that's not what that statistic is quoting. Exactly. They're not quoting the fact that white supremacists are down. I, just I understand white that. people yeah, it's, in it's, general are down. It's I mean, it's not a poli- It shouldn't be like a politically motivated statement. It's just a, f- a fact of population growth and, and how it's distributed throughout the country. And yet we're applauding that? I mean, I, you know, if if it would be as preposterous as if Jimmy Fallon said, you know, there's suddenly less of a particular uh, ethnic minority, you're not going to have applause there.
2: And if you do, you should be ashamed of yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. And, and if it's true, and apparently it is because of the census numbers, white people better get busy. I'm just saying. I mean, if they want, you know, pretty soon, you know, you take... Half of something, and then half again, and pretty soon you're getting down to near nothing.
0: Maybe people should be applauding or laughing at uh, jokes on that show.
2: That would be well, helpful. There, there need to be good jokes
0: to
1: I applaud guess. and
2: laugh at, and I didn't find any in the by rundown. The way, by the way,
1: I also know a, lot, a number of people who have lost a half of everything, and then a half of that, <laughs> no. and then
0: a half of that. <laughs> oh, believe me, I can. Yeah. We
2: can all. You and I, I think all three of us yes. can relate to that at oh, some yes. point. <laughs> As, well, so aside from fearing our decline, we also need to fear being struck by an asteroid the size of the Empire State Building. And apparently those odds are going up, according to NASA. The odds of the asteroid named Bennu colliding with our planet have gone up from 1 in 2700 to 1 in 1750, according to new tracking data.
0: I like those
1: odds. It's, are they, uh, I, I'm just don't remember this from science or geology or whatever it was we might have been taught this did they ever say what the size of the asteroid that supposedly wiped out the dinosaurs was
2: well the empire state building didn't didn't wasn't around back then so i don't
1: i don't, uh, I don't know it's a good question but in other words if the boulder that wiped out the dinosaurs was as big or less the size of the
0: empire state building this, well, I don't, this could be I, a big deal. I don't think they've ever definitively said it was an asteroid that wiped them out. You had the ice age and glaciers and everything else. I mean, that that's a theory, but I don't think anyone's ever come out and said that was the that was the primary nah, cause. Nah. And, and
2: there is a correlation, and I read it somewhere in this article that I don't have it in front of me right now between the size of the asteroid and the potential damage that it would create. So, if you want to go check this out, you could search up Bennu and NASA, and I'm sure those statistics would come up which compare the size of the asteroid to the amount of damage that would be done to the Earth. Now, would
1: this include the parking garages of the Empire State Building
2: or just the building itself? The underground ones? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. There's nothing to fear, by the way, until at least 2135, according to NASA. The asteroid believed responsible
1: for uh, the dinosaurs being wiped out was between six and nine miles across. That's quite a bit bigger than the Empire State Building.
0: Yes. Yeah.
1: The Empire State Building hitting the earth would probably be like uh, dropping a pebble in the ocean. But still smaller than half the state of Rhode Island. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, it
2: depends where it strikes, too. Yeah.
1: Yep. Absolutely.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. It's Mm -hmm. like it's it's all theoretical. Well, start drinking. IHOP announced they're adding beer, wine, and champagne to their menus at some locations. About a dozen to start with, but if it goes well, IHOP's saying they want to do it at almost all of their restaurants in the U.S. They won't be offering liquor, at least not yet, Mm. because it says here they don't want to feel like a bar. Well, that should certainly class the place up. (laughs) Right. They don't want to feel like a bar? Right. Then don't serve alcohol. Well, they feel like beer and wine and champagne is one thing, hard liquor is another. How many... uh Uh, this is is the ihop usually
1: a 24-hour operation not all of them no some of them are but yeah some of them are not and uh for the ones that are not would you guess that their
2: largest crowd is probably at breakfast not necessarily they they say that this particular initiative is aimed at the Later in the day arriving crowd, maybe even some of the folks arriving sort of, you know, in the late evening to early morning hours. But
1: is it for the people who are arriving there or is it to try to draw people to there? I think it's to draw people in. See, I don't see that working. I don't see people saying, I'm going to go to... I've never had dinner in an IHOP, but I think I'll do it now because I can have a beer or a glass of wine.
2: Well, if you've already begun your evening festivities, this might be a good way to keep it going. Yeah,
0: you can't find somewhere better than that. Typically speaking, the only reason to go into an IHOP is after the bars have shut down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, at that go. point, they're not going to be even serving alcohol to you. Mm-hmm. That's the- why I never went to a bar for a Grand Slam. <laughs> Isn't that Denny's?
1: (laughs) Yes, that's what I mean. I've always gone to the Denny's after the bar.
2: I could see some of those sweet liqueurs being served so you could put it on top of your pancakes. Now, that would make sense to me. But you said no booze. No booze. Bud Light, Corona, and Blue Moon are the beers that they're going to be partnering with to begin with. And a bunch of different champagnes and wines from the folks at Barefoot. What kind of uh, wine typically pairs well with the uh, Cupcake Pancakes at Die Hop? I would think the blue moon because then you have the orange citrus on top of your yeah, beer I as guess. well.
0: that seems awful uh,
1: fruity to me. I think the cities and towns should deny the licenses.
2: <laughs> where where are the ihops locally here by the way? I do not know. Is
0: that one in West Springfield still open?
2: Um I don't
0: know. I, I there's there's a there's a one on Boston Road. I
1: think that's it.
0: And I th- No, they the I one in field there's one on no. Uh, no. on uh, on Cooley Street. Is there? All right. I, well, I think I think it's. I mean, I was just over there, but I don't remember. I didn't pay much attention to the IHOP. Mm. Well, yeah. The you, only
1: one I can think of is in West Springfield, and I
2: thought
0: that's closed.
2: We can dream. The National Weather Service still has their excessive heat watch in effect until about eight this evening. Max temperatures going from the mid to high nineties. I'm Dave Coombs, filling in for Steve Nagel. That's the news to me with Baxton O'Brien. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 853 in Aerosmith
0: on Rock 102. Another very hot one today. You're going to feel a lot hotter than it is. Uh,
1: And then we might have thunderstorms by the end of the day. It's already 80 in downtown Springfield.
0: Live music for Lorraine's. uh, To benefit, Lorraine's Soup Kitchen and Pantry is happening on August 28th at the Knights of Columbus on Granby Road in Chicopee. Tickets are available at Eventbrite.com. Is a show that features uh, trailer trash in a rare public appearance. Uh, Also, Completely Unchained, the Van Halen Tribute and Bad Magic, the Godsmack cover band. They'll all be there uh, on August 28th, and we happen to have a four-pack of tickets that can be yours to the 10th caller at 293-1021. Good luck.
1: You know, not to get into these continual discussions about these people who have a problem with either getting the vaccine or... Now, more importantly, the ones who have a problem with people wearing masks.
0: It seems like you are getting into that discussion.
1: I I just, I don't understand. Uh, They showed a video last night where uh, people, protesters, were getting into the faces of and making threats to health care workers. If you turn on the news now, whether you believe things or not, the... Hospitals in many places are nearing capacity. The staff in these hospitals are nearing exhaustion. The healthcare system itself is nearing collapse. And you're standing in the face of nurses and doctors and telling them, I'll get you because they're suggesting you wear a mask. I don't understand this country. And, 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 you know, Fauci was saying, look, at the reason we've beaten polio, the reason we beat smallpox, the reason we beat the measles is because we acted together. We all got the vaccine and that's how we got through it. You're standing there yelling in the face of a doctor or a nurse who's worked 90 hours this week. You're an idiot. Well, you know,
0: I I, I try often to put myself in the shoes of of people with differing uh, opinions and, and points of view. I find it hard to imagine how you you don't do it. I understand though that. Don't do what? Wear the mask or do the protest? Uh, you, you get the vaccine, oh. you know, comply, yeah. you know, yep. wear the mask, social distance. I can understand that, you know, uh, that for the most part, this has been left up to choice and that people are really bugged out about the idea of mandates, that seems to be a real problem for people, mm-hmm. and I can understand that because, in some ways, public health has now intersected with our our with certain freedoms and privacy, and we're it's we've uh, we have not had to face this in a very long time, where you're trying to reconcile which one takes more precedent now. I've made the personal choice to get vaccinated and to wear masks when when necessary and to keep a distance from people. I've made that choice. That was been uh, given a choice of either doing it or not doing it. I chose to do it. The problem is, is that we're trying to we're we're putting our politics ahead of trying to be mindful that we got a pandemic around here. There's a lot of people getting sick lots of people are getting really sick and some of them are dying. Fauci's right in a, in a lot of ways here. I mean, you know, compliance was the reason we were able to beat down some of these other you know really problematic diseases of of the past, but there are some people that are having a real hard time kind of getting out of their own way on this. Yeah, well, and and, and doing the right thing. If your
1: problem is with the rules, Whether your governor or mayor or health department is suggesting uh, masks or not, those are the people you have a problem with. You don't stand in a parking lot screaming at doctors and nurses who are the ones that are going to be keeping your
0: ass alive despite their possible knowledge of your opinions. No, I agree and I I also think that it's wrong for for people to start, you know, showing anger and contempt for people who are mm-hmm. wearing the masks yep. and who are trying to be compliant. Yeah. You don't you don't know what motivates someone to continue to wear the mask any more than you know, moti- know what motivates someone to either get the vaccine or not get the vaccine. Yeah. To me, that is that is really overstepping your bounds. Everyone has the right in this situation to make their own choice. That's the way it's kind of been set up. But having said that, if you put the whole, situ- the whole situation into perspective, it's kind of hard not to want to be protective of yourself and the people you care about mm-hmm. that's how i see it it's, crazy uh, 858 with backs o'brien and Rockwood.